The world of mechanical music was saddened this week to learn of the death of one of the pioneers of fairground organ preservation in the UK, Ted Reed of Amersham. Ted was 96 and throughout his long life, his enthusiasm for and his love of the traditional fairground organ never waned. He had the foresight to preserve some of these mechanical musical masterpieces from the past at a time when many of them were being consigned to the scrap heap. The result? A collection of historic instruments unsurpassed in quality, which... Again, with foresight, he generously placed into a trust forming the Amersham Fair Organ Museum for future generations to enjoy. Ted was a modest, unassuming gentleman of the fair organ world, whom I had the privilege to know for over 40 years, and this evening, by way of tribute, we're going to hear some of the instruments from Ted's collection and reflect on his life. Shortly, I will be joined by renowned mechanical organ builder, restorer and music arranger, Kevin Mears, who is a trustee of the Amersham Fair Organ Museum and is the person responsible for maintaining the instruments in the collection, as well as being a long-term close personal friend of Ted's. However, first of all, let's hear a track from the instrument probably most associated with Ted. It's the magnificent 89-key Slaybell Marenghi, which he rescued for preservation from the Kurzel in Southend back in the 1960. Here is that instrument with the Royal British Legion March. <laughs> Thank you. 
British Legion March, played by the 89-key Sleighbell Merengue from the Amersham Fair Organ Museum, the Ted Reed Collection. Ted Reed himself sadly passed away earlier this week at the grand old age of 96. And tonight we're looking back at his life and at the instruments that form the collection that is now the Amersham Fair Organ Museum. And joining me is Kevin Mears, the well-known organ builder, music arranger. He is also a trustee of the Amersham Fair Organ Museum and, importantly, a close personal friend of Ted's for many years. So, good evening, Kevin. Good evening, Paul. Thank you for joining us tonight on Mechanical Music Radio. I think you'll agree, obviously, a very sad week for all of us, but what a magnificent legacy he's left behind for us all to enjoy. Yes, well, that that's the comfort of losing him, really, that he, he did have the foresight to keep all the collection together with forming it into a trust, and it's only now that he's not here to direct things um, we realised just what a, what a large, uh, huge um, part of it. Yeah, part he, of it. Yeah, he's been. You know. Because because right up to the end, he was very active. He, I mean, he lived and breathed that collection and fair organs generally. But I, I think it's fair to say he was hands on right to the end, wasn't he? Oh, absolutely. Yes. I mean, on the November Open Day, which is well, perhaps only six weeks ago now, less than that. He. he joined us over at the museum for a few hours and yeah. spoke to all his friends. Yes. A remarkable character, a very modest man. Um, yeah. And, and, yeah, you know, he, he. I knew him for just about 40 years and I always thought, yeah, what a modest and enthusiastic man he was about fair organs, always happy to talk to anyone about them uh, and share his passion with them, wasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. He... he well, he lived for going out at weekends and latterly for people to come and visit him. Yeah. That was, that was a, a, you know, turned into a great passion for him that people would come and enjoy the instruments. So when did Ted first acquire his first instrument? When did that interest start? Um, well, it, I think it was around the mid-60s, um, mid to late 60s. He, he bought a merengue organ, 46-key merengue, um, from an advert in the Exchange and Mart, <laughs> um, the organ. Well, he had the, he kept the organ for quite some time, but eventually selling it to Peter Wyatt, uh, and now it's in Barnaby's collection, Barnaby Newton's collection. Right, I know it well. Mm. And 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 then a number of other instruments before he acquired the uh, Sleighbell Merengue we've just heard. A number of other in instruments passed through his hands, I believe. Yes, yeah, there, there's um, the Gavioli Barrel Organ that's now um, with Johnny Ling at Cotton. Um, yeah, the, he, had, he had quite a few smaller instruments, but the, the ex-Silcock Gavioli was the first 89 key he owned. Now, that's a magnificent little instrument. How did he acquire that? Uh, I think, again, he saw it advertised, probably in the World's Fair, though, um, uh, not the organ, actually. He went to buy a set of gallopers from Screeton's at Barton-upon-Humber. And it was just by mistake that he got there early and heard that they were playing an organ in the shed, um, which wasn't intended to, to be sold with the gallopers, but he persuaded them that he, he should have the gavioli, and that's how he got the gallopers and the gavioli. Ah, what a shrewd deal he did. <laughs> yes, yeah. A lovely little organ, I 
say a little organ because I know you always describe it as the little gavioli, but to me it's an impressive instrument. Uh, I've got a tune lined up to play from it right now. It's called Me and Jane in a Plane. Any any thoughts on that one? Uh, yeah, it's one of Ted's old favourite books from the time when he bought the gavioli, actually. Right. Um, it's a go-down arrangement and one of his long-term helpers, Bill Free, it was his favourite tune as well. Right. Well, let's listen to Me and Jane in a Plane.
and Jane in a Plane, played by the 89-key Gavioli, the Silcock Gavioli from the Amersham Fair Organ Museum. I'm joined tonight by Kevin Mears, the well-known organ builder and music arranger, trustee of the Amersham Fair Organ Museum and a close personal friend of Ted's. Um, Kevin, that wasn't the only Gavioli in the collection of Ted, was it? No, no. Um, a, a while after he bought the Merengue, actually, um, he, he, one of his friends, John Bailey from Stratford-upon-Avon, he owned um, this Gavioli from its time in Butlins, another Butlins organ. Um, uh, he, John Bailey owned it for a good many years and he got sort of to the age where he couldn't take it out anymore. So he really wanted to sell it. But he, I think personally, he really wanted Ted to have the organ. So there was a few um, discussions over it and eventually Ted agreed to buy it and it came back from Stratford to the yard and we started to do some work on it. And did Ted himself ever travel that organ? I know he travelled the Merengue widely and he also travelled the Silcock Gavioli. Did he ever travel to rallies and events with the Bailey organ, as you call it? Yes, yeah. We, we, I think it was about three or four years he went out with the, we call it the Bailey organ, after John Bailey. But yeah, he travelled for three or four years, I think, in the truck. And of course, there are another of... Uh, a, a, smaller instruments in the uh, in the collection itself there, there is uh, a, a bruder isn't there and uh, other instruments as well yes yeah we have a Wilhelm bruder 46 key one of the Kiapa bruders um and a 46 key luminaire that that ted had when he bought the um harvey and saunders juvenile roundabout he sold the roundabout but kept the organ um and the who guys organ that I first knew when it belonged to Mr. Creed of Morven. I suppose that's a, a relatively, well, relatively recent addition to the collection of the Who Guys. 70 key instrument, isn't it? It is 70 key, yeah. It, it, well, it's not so recent, really. I think it must be 25 years or more. Right, right. And and how did Ted acquire that instrument? Uh, well, he, Mr. Barlow owned it at that time. Mr. Barlow from Norfolk of greater Gavioli fame. Um, ah. He had he owned that and a, a Decap dance organ, um, the robot organ that Ted bought. And Ted bought both of the organs, the Hill guys and the robot, from Mr. Barlow. Right. And um, sadly, the robot organ mm, perished, if that's the right word, in the fire that happened at Amersham a number of years ago. That was quite a tragic event, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah, it was 1992, I think, if yes. my memory serves. Yes, 20, 20 yeah. yes, 30 years ago. 30 years ago, my goodness. Um, mm. Fortunately, you were able, I know you were personally involved in this, to rebuild some of the instruments that had been severely damaged in the fire. The Merengue escaped because it was away at the Dorset Steam Fair at the time, wasn't it? Yes, it was. That was, if there can be a lucky... Um, part yeah. of this, the Merengue was down at Dorset. Uh, ah. The Gavioli was in in its Bedford truck, but the, the fire was so hot it it still managed to be very severely burnt. Yeah. Also, also the Who guys, and as you say, we lost the Decap. Yeah, and and but that is kind of typical Ted that he, he wasn't going to be beaten by that, and and you know. It was only a matter of years with your, you know, magnificent help that he managed to rebuild the collection back to 
more or less as we know it today. Well, absolutely, yeah, and, and he was just focused on getting back to where he was and yeah. and to try and make it better. Yeah. That was always his wish, to try and make things better and easier and more comfortable. I think that was a mark of the man himself, wasn't it? He was a bit of a perfectionist, wasn't he? Yes, absolutely. And if there was a way of changing things that it was easier to do, he, he would think about... Um, projects for months before actually embarking on anything. It was always very well planned, everything with Ted. Yeah, indeed. Well, we've talked about the Hugais, a 70-key instrument. I think we should hear it.
Under the Stars, played by the 70 Key Hugais from the Amersham Fair Organ Museum, the Ted Reed Collection. So, Kevin, that was the Hugais, lovely organ, and uh, he had several other instruments, as we've already mentioned in the collection, uh, the little limonaire and the bruder. Um, what do you think was Ted's favourite instrument, or is that a difficult one to answer? We would talk about this quite often, and he'd always say, well, you can't have a favourite. But I think deep down it was the merengue, really, Yes, you would expect. <laughs> yes, I think that was a lot of people's favourites. We'll come on to that in just a moment. Um, so you've known Ted for a very long time. Tell us a bit about the man himself. Well, um, I first met him, it was at Dorset in 1973, I think. I think that was the year he, the merengue was there for the first time anyway in the trailer um and i just we just had a chat and that was that but um i think he, what stood out always with me for me was the fact that he was such a perfectionist um he really set the standard for uh, uh, exhibiting organs and really putting them in the, the top place you know not not just playing them in the background. He, he wanted them to have the, the top place all the time. And it wasn't really about him. It, it, every time it was about pre presenting the organs in the best way possible. Yeah, he certainly did that. And uh, I, remember, I remember the very first time that I met him, it was 40 years ago, 1982, at the uh, Rushmore, now defunct Rushmore Steam Rally in Aldershot. And I was the proud owner of a very small little Kiappa 28 keyless organ. And uh, he came over. I didn't know who he was. He came over and uh, he, he was at the event exhibiting the Silcock Gavioli. And he came over. Uh, I, I had no idea who he was or that he owned the Gavioli. And uh, he asked me to play a tune. I wasn't playing the organ at that moment. So I put a little book on. I can't even remember what it was. And he stood there smiling, listened to it and was very complimentary and thanked me very much. And uh, off he went. It wasn't till later in the day when I walked around and I found him uh, at the keyframe of the Gavioli that I discovered who he was. And I thought, well, do you know what? How magnanimous he was to have said such nice things about my tiny little organ at the time. And uh, 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 yeah, that that was what he was like. He was very generous in his praise for other people and what they did you know even though as you say he set the benchmark really didn't he he did yeah and he'd always be a little bit embarrassed if anybody um said how nice the, his instruments were and how well they were playing but i think deep down he was very proud oh, of his yeah. collection yes he was definitely a very very proud but you um <clears throat> you were even based uh, at at his uh uh, yard for a while with your workshops weren't you he he i think he was very helpful to you wasn't he when you were starting out your organ building business well yeah it was after a period of time we spent in london at the uh, factory in london um, but it was at the time we were working on restoring the organs after the fire so it really made sense for us to be a bit more on site as it were so yeah ted was very helpful then um letting me be there for uh, must have been about two and a half three years i think yeah yeah before I, we moved to chesham 
I'm sure many of us have our own particular memories of Ted and uh, of the instruments that he presented over the years. And as you say, always presented immaculately. I think the uh, sleigh bell merengue, uh, a lot of people's favourites. Um, and you arranged an awful lot of music for that organ for Ted, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the first the first music I arranged for him, he ordered four books. It was amazing grace. Those magnificent men. Um, there were a couple of others at the first the first time, but I was absolutely thrilled to be able to to work for him. I'm sure a lot of people will want to pay their respects um, to Ted. Do you know when his funeral will be taking place yet? Uh, yes, it's uh, it's at one forty-five on Thursday, the fifth of January, and it's at the Chiltern Crematorium, which is the older Amersham Crematorium, as it was known, in Wealdon Street, Amersham. Right. And afterwards, everybody that that is most welcome to come back to the museum. As would be there. as would be fitting, indeed, a fitting uh, place to have. Uh, well, awake, if that's the right word, to remember Ted amongst his collection. Yes, well, that, that was his wish. <laughs> Even though we would have wished the same, that, that, that's exactly the message he left. We're going to conclude tonight by playing another track from the 89-key sleigh bell merengue. Um, I've chosen this in particular because um, Ted was such a nice chap. Um, my wife, Alison, not as big a fan of fair organs as myself. She enjoys them in small doses, as you are very aware, Kevin. Um, and, and, uh, but she particularly loved the sleigh bell merengue. And one of the tunes, uh, that Ted had, which you arranged for him was Aces High. And she just really liked that piece of music and Ted knew it. And so if we ever went to an event and he was there with the merengue, uh, he had a little observation window by the keyframe he could look out through. And if he saw us coming, he would find that book wherever it happened to be so that when we stood in front of it, the first tune that would come on after the one that had been playing would be Aces High because he knew Alison loved it and he would always come down round to the front with a big smile on his face and say all right Alison <laughs> and yeah you know that was the measure of the man he always thought about other people and wanted them to get as much pleasure from his instruments as he did so that's my own personal memory of him uh, and we'll play the merengue in just a moment and aces high kevin thank you very much for talking to us tonight and no yeah and we look forward to the next open day at the amersham fair organ museum because i'm sure they're going to continue to go ahead as ted would have wanted absolutely yes that's in january and i think it's the 15th of january yes i believe so thank okay. you and let's conclude with Aces High. <laughs>
Download our free smartphone app for instant music every day. Search for us in the App Store. Mechanical Music Radio.